Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is with another amazing guest, Rosabelle Ocampo, and I am super excited for you to hear all about her journey into entrepreneurship and how we can connect and sell to our ideal client. Rosabelle gives us some really great strategies about how we can connect with them, how we can find the right one, and then once we find them, how we actually wine and dine them and take them through that sales process. You're going to love today's episode. I'm going to introduce you to Rosabelle and then let's dive on in and meet her. So Rosabelle is the name and creating consistent client relationships is her game. She came from the corporate world, social media manager to director of online marketing to regional marketing manager to retail company extraordinaire. She's done it all but she's loved every experience that she's had. She transitioned to the online space at a moment's notice. She didn't have a plan. She got nudged by her bestie and she has never looked back. From VA work to social media manager work to all the other done for you service provider offers, she's been there, done that. Her ultimate goal is to bring other female entrepreneurs along with her on the road to biz success. Let's go meet Rosabelle and hear all about her journey and how we can connect and sell to our ideal client. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. All right, Roosevelt, I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah. So I would love it. I know you have a very interesting background on how you came to be where you are right now. So I would love it if you would share a little bit about who you are and and your background and your journey to where you are right now. Yeah. So my name is Rosabelle. I am a business coach for um, predominantly like entry-level service provider all the way to mid-level. I came from a quite wild path of life. So born in the Philippines, raised in Guam, moved to Vegas out of nowhere. I'm Filipino. So naturally, um, most Filipinos are forced into the medical field. So uh, I started off as like a biology major, um, got into social biology, and then like went off to get like a marketing degree later on and like said goodbye to my parents' dreams and hopes and crushed it. 
I did, however, I did do nursing school for a minute and I was three semesters away from graduating before something crazy happened. And that was the time that I was like, it's either time to pivot and do something different or try again. But before then, I was actually fully, fully forged in the marketing corporate world. So social media manager to director of online marketing, and then from social media manager again to regional marketing manager, I've done it. I've worked with um, celebrities like Alex Rodriguez and JLo, <laughs> and I've even worked out with the Backstreet Boys. So that was a really fun job to do marketing for such a fun company. And I have a best friend and she's in the, in the online space and she's this marketing mad scientist. And ever since I went back into school, she's been kind of trying to mind control Monday me and like seep in. And so she'll text me. She's like, what are you doing? What are you up to? And every now and then she's like, why don't you just try getting back into the marketing world? So when that big crazy event happened, she infiltrated my life and was like, here's your offer suite. You're going in hard. And I was like, oh. Okay. So I started off as a VA in the online space and it was supposed to be part-time until I figured out my life and it grew so fast, so like so fast. And I was, it was a blessing, but it was just so fast and so crazy that I started to expand my little done for you pieces. And within my done for you pieces, I started to evolve more into strategy and kind of, I went back into my marketing roots um, from when I worked at corporate. My first client actually for coaching when I went back into the online space was somebody that did done for you work for. So she kept asking me, how do I do this? How do I do that? And then all of a sudden she was like, you know what, would you mind if I invested in you to be a coach, like to be a coach, to be a strategist? And I was like, sure. And the more that I grew, the more people kind of started referring me out and the more the coaching kind of just became part of my program suite without me even trying. So it was a really weird turn of events, a series of fortunate events, Lemony Snicket, I just took over um, your entire series. But that's, that's a little bit about like kind of how I came to now business coaching slash marketing. Like, yeah. It's exciting. I want to go back to something that you talked about with sure. like your family and how they had not necessarily expectations, but how there was a path. And that's how I always felt like I was the person who right out of high school, went to college, got the you know degree. Three weeks after I had my degree and graduated, I had my first teaching job and I was like, okay, check the box, check the box, check the box, like do all the things. And not that my parents aren't supportive of me, but I know that when I said like, hey, I'm going to try this and see, um, they were like, what are you doing? You know, is this another MLM, Aubrey? Like, what are you doing? So I'd love to get your perspective on how that was navigating that when it might've been something that's out of the norm, because I think that's what a lot of my listeners are, they struggle with is, you know, not a lot of people really know what this is and is it a real job and can it be sustainable and all those things? Sure. It is absolutely sustainable. The biggest thing that you're going to have to deal with is your friend's family and outsiders thinking that entrepreneurship is an MLM, um, thinking that entrepreneurship isn't a real job. And especially as a female and sometimes females, in addition to women of color, they already expect you to be selling Scentsy 
or, um, you know, like anything like that. Right. So when you say I started my own business as a woman, people are like, Oh, she's selling Scentsy or she's selling some jewelry or your whatever the, the clothing line that was doing the big thing for a minute. Right. And you almost have to prove to people that, no, this is a lucrative business that I've built based off of my personal skill set, and I'm here to serve as opposed to sell. Sure, money will come, and we are a business, and money needs to be, or income needs to be like created. But at the end of the day, this is me. Also, being aware that it's going to happen helps a lot with your mindset to just be like, it's none of your business. It, pun intended, mm-hmm. to worry about what I'm doing and to understand that you are not alone in the space of feeling that way. I think that's the biggest key factor that you're not alone. Everybody has gone through it, especially any entrepreneur has gone through it where if they think of a new, a new idea, somebody is like, that's just another MLM. So it's a lot of mindset and a lot of like pushing underdog style to the top of proving yourself and proving your worth, but also just minding your business literally and disregarding what their opinions are because your work will show for itself in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like, I think the most important part too is to surround yourself with like-minded folks or like business folks where they have gone through the trenches just, just like you are. Because I know they like to use the phrase like misery loves misery, but pr- using misery loves misery as a almost like positive okay, well, you felt my misery. I'm in my misery. So help me like rise up and like forget the rest of the people around the world. Every time I say rise up, I think of Hamilton. So I just had a Hamilton flashback, you know, (laughs) rise up Alexander Hamilton style. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I love how you said that too. And, And the community piece for me was crucial without finding people to connect with and just share you know, I, I bore my husband to death, I'm sure, with all these ideas. You know, I'll tell him like, hey, I'm going to run this mini series on my podcast. I'm going to do quick, like five minute episodes and I'm going to do them for so many days in a row. What do you think? And he's like, that sounds great. Like he's so, so supportive, but he doesn't, he's like, you know, he doesn't ask me those questions like, okay, well, like what's your game plan and what are you going to do? You know, so having that community has been so helpful for me because it's, it's easy when you like start feeling down if you don't have someone like you said to like come through and say like, Hey, like I've been there, I've gone through that. I know what you're going through because they also are in that space. It's different when you have someone who, who is trying to be supportive, but at the same time, they don't fully get it. If that makes sense. Well, for sure. And another thing on your end is you can't expect everyone to understand. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the times when you're super, anybody, when you're super passionate about something, even if it's not entrepreneurship and you want to share that joy with somebody else who doesn't understand because they are not in that same space or that same field or that same passion point or has never been exposed to it, then they aren't going to share that same light and fire as you are. So Mm -hmm. you can't, I think too, we set ourselves up for failure that way where we expect them to be excited too, but they're like, for example, like my boyfriend's very visual. So Mm -hmm. if I were to, if I were to be like, Hey, I have this bright, shiny new idea. He's like, I don't get it. I'm not in that field. You have to show me it fully mapped out and then I take him through it and then he understands. But I almost used to like, feel like, no, you should just understand right now. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. And I, and, and then I'd be like bummed. And I'm like, what is your problem, Rosabelle Monique? Like you can't <laughs> expect someone who's not exposed to everything to know everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're exactly, you're absolutely correct. And I, I 
absolutely align with that where you have to de dive deep into the community. And it's mm -hmm. a lot more welcoming, I think, than most people expect mm -hmm. you know like finding people like you that i'm not and I'm, I'm now like connected to okay great i can talk to you if i'm feeling like i have an idea or you can talk to me when you have an idea you know or we can collaborate and listen to each other and it, it, it's yeah it's all about community and leaning into that for sure yeah i love that i love that you're about that and i want to switch gears a little bit to kind of get into your your zone of genius here because the number one thing that when people come to me you know being a freelancer they're kind of in the thick of it and they're like I don't know where to find my clients or I'm getting clients that are, you know, I'm doing odd projects for, but they're not someone that lights me up. They're not who I really want to work with. They're just, you know, the people who I'm working with just to work with them for right now. And I really like want to help them find the people that they get excited to work for. Cause that makes it, that's when your business gets really exciting when you're doing something you're passionate about and the people you're working with are people that you've basically handpicked to say like, you are someone who, I want to work with. And I think that's an awesome thing about the online space is because in a regular job, we don't always get to pick the people we work with. And that's, what's really cool about what we do online. So I would love that long winded, you know, little intro there, <laughs> that little pivot. No, to... no that's great. <laughs> um, yeah. So I always break it down to the word you, Y-O-U. It's like my acronym that I break it down to. So why starting off with literally your why? Like, what is your why? What is your authentic brand? And what is your purpose behind your business? I think a lot of the times we think we know who we want to serve. We think we know what our product suite looks like, but we don't actually. And so I think being confident, I know when I started out, I had to stare at a mirror and say what my services were with the pricing, with the details, so that if I ever got on a sales call or if I started out on an outreach strategy, I would be like, this is what I'm offering and this is the kind of person I want to find. So solidifying first what you wanna offer and who you wanna serve, even naming that person, like Sally likes seashells on the seashore. So I'm going to find them at the seashore and I'm going to be selling them seashells. So literally breaking it down to like that piece, and then now comes the outreach portion. So outreaching is really scary. And so that's what the O stands for. And especially when you don't know where they're hanging out or how to find them, uh, that's really the key factor. So for example, if you're out in the space, you figured out who you want to find, what, they, what you want to give them and what you want to serve them, now it's time to find them. So what I like to do is I like to recommend finding someone like you in this space or someone who has an audience that you want to attract yourself and going stalker McStalker syndrome and going into their page and seeing what are they doing? Who's following them and how are they reacting? Like what's working best for them? What's not working best or what's not working at all. I like to even go in and grab those hashtags that they're using. And instead of using it for myself or for my clients, I use them to find other clients. Because usually if their audience is attracted by those hashtags and that's the audience you want, it's time to go. So Matt, first of all, mapping out a set of hashtags that you know that your clients are using or your ideal clients are using or your ideal clients uh, are attracted to. So even if you dive really far deep into three ideal clients that you've already found that you, that you wanna find more of those, finding their hashtags now using that. So hashtags, number one, easiest probably. Second way to find them is 
using your competitor profiles. So you have like four competitor profiles and I don't like calling them competitors because sometimes they're your biz besties. You know, sometimes you don't even notice that, but your business best friends have the same audience that you want. And so now going into who's commenting on their profiles and who's liking their profiles. And so falling down that rabbit hole of going on to the comments, finding those people, and then not just maybe even interacting with those people, but finding the related profiles to those people. That's another way. Um, and then my last favorite one is if you already have an audience that's like accruing, and you start to see consistent people commenting, following down the commenting rabbit hole of like, okay, cool, who's commenting on my profile and who are their friends? Because usually their friends have the same offers as those people that you actually want to help too. So those are like three most easy ways, very time consuming off the get and trying to find all that, but that's the way to find them. But it all comes back down to why, like who is it and why is it that you're doing that? And from there, now that you've found them, like, what do we do? Like, how do we, how do we now figure out if they really are ideal clients or we thought that she had a really cute icon and a really cute bio, but actually isn't, it's time to like now talk, right? <laughs> so you have to bring it down, bring it back down to the you of understanding what does your client need? And if they have a problem, what does what does your offer suite solve? Like what offer do you have that solves that problem? So like, what is the solution? Because now that you found them, going onto their profile feed and seeing even what their captions are or seeing even what their stories are, some people are very vulnerable and it's really nice to see that because they wanna become relatable. So they're like, hey, posting on their stories, do you also feel like it's hard to find oat milk and you have to go to coffee bean by yourself, like, or coffee bean all the time for oat milk because you can't go anywhere else. It, then you're like, oh, I have a solution. Well, Sprouts has this oat milk that I just bring around, blah, 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 like that you don't have to refrigerate. Cool. Awesome. Like that's your solution and sparking up conversation in that way. So, um, I think too, it's all about like, when you're talking to that person, it's coming into the space of trying to get to know that person as opposed to just, I'm going to sell this person on something that I have is a really big deal on finding your ideal client. Because I know we wanna serve and I know we wanna to get to know everybody, but your time is the most expensive expense in your business. So if you, it's not hurtful that if you're falling down the conversation rabbit hole and you're getting to know this person and you're like, this is just not the person for me. If you start to then phase out of selling and more like getting to know and just having them as a person in the space that supports all of your content. Um, but yeah, so mostly I think it's what's your why a solid outreach strategy and understanding now what offer you're going to offer that person that you're talking to in the DMs. I would love to get a little bit into like the DM conversation because I've seen it um, just being, you know, not that by any means people are like coming to me and like saying like, I want to work with you, you know, like all this, like yeah. as far as like for me, so what it is for me is like I can, I see people who will start to follow me like and want to come on as like helping me in my business. So coming on as like a VA or something like that. And I've seen it done really well where someone strikes a conversation with me and gets to know me. And I feel like it's not just about the sale for them. And then I've seen people come in and they're like, 
Hey, like I've, I love your profile and I notice X, Y, and Z. Here's what I can offer you. And it's like the first time I've ever talked to them. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like take me out to dinner first. Like get to, you know, get to know me. Like I dressed up all cute with red lips on and you're not even going to try to get to know me. You're trying to get me to marry you already. Like Mm -hmm. yeah. I totally get it. And I think too, it's all about the transition in the conversation. So it's also not being icky and coming in because you want to get to know somebody. Mm-hmm. Because like, uh, like you said, and I said too, it's when you, when you go into the DM, some of these people aren't your ideal clients. So you need to come in thinking that like you're put your investigate investigator gadget hat on and actually investigate if this person is meant for you or you're meant for them. So coming in, that's number one. And now that you are starting to talk to them, you're starting to stalk them a little more. I think that's a key factor, stalking their feed and what they're up to and how now like putting on your brain mapping and thinking, oh shoot, I could really help them. An example being a lot of your audience is service providers, right? A lot of your audience is like brand new freelancers. Something that I would, I had a client and I advised her, she's a VA, is she really wanted to work with some of like the bigger, like head honcho, uh, you know, like the social bungalow type, you know, people. And I was like, okay, well go through her feed and see what she has, like what's coming up for her. Does she have a launch coming up? Is she just using this month as a slingshot month? Um, what is, what's up with her right now? And also even asking her like, what's going on? Like, do you have anything? Do you want to let me in like insider style? Like, um, so I could be a reporter to the Daily Bugle, I don't know, on what you have going on. Like, I would love to get to know what's happening so I can maybe even plan out my month, see if I can invest in you. Is it a resource that I could use with my business? Even getting to know them without being icky is amazing, knowing what their plans are. So now that you know, let's say she has a launch next week or next month, now that you know she has a launch and you're a VA and your expertise is copywriting, why don't you figure out in your offer suite how you can now provide that for her? I.e. or not I.e. now transition into this conversation. Cool. Like we're talking, you're telling me about your launch and you're like, Hey girl, no pressure at all. But I know that I can help you with your launch because I have this service. What do you think? What do you think about it? Let's hop on a call. Let's chat about what we could do for each other. And then we'll go from there. That I think is the best way is to, investigate, stalk your ideal client, and then now bring it up organically as opposed to, okay, well, I'm launching this $75 mini course and it's a no brainer. So you might as well buy it right now. What is it that's uniquely, uniquely to you that you offer that uniquely is compatible to that person, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's such great thing. Cause I think that's the one thing that it's really hard I know for a lot of my clients, so or the people that I work with, they, you know, they'll, they'll utilize the Facebook groups and the things like that. But when, when those things are slower, people are not like posting like, Hey, I'm looking for such and such. Okay. What do we do in that meantime? It's not like business has to halt and we're not going to be able to find clients. What do we do? And I think the DMs scare a lot of people oh, for sure. And they, they just don't know how to like, they, they want to go into that word vomit of like, here's what I offer. Like, here's how I can help you because they do like, they do see something in that person that would be helpful to them. But at the same time, it's like, how do I, how am I easing into this? Like, so don't scare someone away. Yeah. It's really, I think too, asking genuinely, cause you care. Um, what do they have planned? Like, what do they have planned? 
you know, and not coming out of the, out into the ether with it either, like just randomly, you know, uh, obviously like actually talking to them. For example, I, I came from the retail world, you know, from the time that I could work, I was in the retail world. And when somebody comes in, I'm not going to be like, hey, you need these pants right now, sell it. They're going to come in, they're going to smell the store, they're going to go right into the show table and you're going to say, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Oh, are you visiting? I'm in, I'm in Vegas, so we have a lot of tourists. Are you visiting local? What's up? Like, what shows do you have planned to watch in Vegas? Oh, cool. Same thing in the DMs. Like, use that customer service um, mm -hmm. or educator hat on that you want to get to know someone, feel them out. Just like you said, we're dating. When you're dating someone, you're not interviewing them like, so why, why you versus John? Why would I hire you versus John? You're not doing that. You're, oh, I want to get to know you. Like, am I going to make babies with you? Or like, am I going to just call it quits right now and ghost you after three days? Like, don't ghost anybody, but that's exactly what it is. And I also kind of blame it on the like dating app world where swipe right, swipe left, unfollow, follow. You can literally, if you don't like somebody's hair red and you want it black today, you can swipe left on that person and say goodbye because of that fear of rejection or that want for something else mm -hmm. and uh, I think we need to like put our humble hats on and get up in there and hustle through the conversation I also think to you another issue that I find I'm sure we have similar audiences is that a lot of our like ideal clients or our clients that we work with want to sell a high ticket offer right now mm -hmm. and I'm like sure you can do that, no problem, but selling five low ticket offers that take you two hours as opposed to one high ticket offer that takes you four hours, I think is worth more, right? Mm -hmm. So like, uh, let's say your low ticket offer is $300, three times four is 1200 and your high ticket offer costs 1200 off the get. Well, you're spending four hours on that, but two hours in total for the same amount of money. So I think to coming into the DMs with, uh, with knowing that it's okay if you sell them or low sell them on your low ticket offer as opposed to always trying to sell your high ticket offer in the DMs because then your conversation becomes more organic. You can say like, you know what? I have this huge offer that probably would do well for you, but you really don't need that because you're fully supported. Maybe just invest in this little offer right here because then now they'll trust you and mm -hmm. then later on if they need more, they'll keep coming back for more. Mm -hmm. so, Oh, that was so good. I love that you said that too, because it, it is attractive to want to do that higher offer. But I also think, like you said too, like assessing where they are and if they really don't need your high offer, if they're, if your high offer is not going to suit them and where they are in their business, they're going to appreciate you saying like, I think, you know, you would be better like suited here in this area. And like you said, like that's going to, they're going to be like, wow, like you know, she could have tried to give me this higher ticket offer, but she didn't. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate her recognizing what I need in my business and being able to maybe see some things that I don't see being that like solution finder in my business. And like, you know, I, maybe I thought I needed all this, but I don't. And, and going from there. So I love that you touched on that. Yeah, no, absolutely. So as we kind of wrap this thing up, I would love for you just to give us your last little quick tips on like lead generation as far as it pertains to like freelancers or service providers and, and building that up so that we can, because that's like that next step too, as like freelancers are really getting ready to take their business to that next level. And that's where a lot of my listeners are. So I would love just to get your last little quick tips on that. I think, yeah, 
just quickly off the get is always being in the mindset of awareness. So knowing what the new updates are, what everybody else in your industry is doing, what your expertise, like the updates in your expertise, being completely aware of that and figuring out now, how do you update your business? You know, Apple comes up with like a new update of software every time something happens, a bug, a bug happens. Well, same thing in the industry that you're in. There's always something that happens where you now have to bring your business up to date. So always being aware of that because everything will follow. Once your business is up to date, your outreach becomes up to date, your ideal client is up to date, your entire mapping of your marketing, your content and everything comes up to date. So always staying on top of the game with awareness and then letting it trickle into your business that way. I think that's like my best tip I could give anybody is just staying in that mindset of awareness. And I love that you said that too, because that sparked something in me because we might have, you know, before all this pandemic stuff happened, we might've been, you know, like things might've business as usual, things are going good. And then boom, this hits. And maybe the things that we were doing aren't working the way that they were before, or we, you know, we have to, like you said, become aware because we might have to change our game plan. And now we might be having to, instead of working solely with online people, now our game plan might be, let me go, you know, investigate some brick and mortar businesses because they might be in a position now where they don't have a website. And if I do website design, like I can get them online and I can offer that to them. And they're going to be like, oh my gosh, yes, because now our people can't come into our store anymore. So we need to, you know, so being like, I love that you said being aware of that because it's okay to change the game plan as it, as you see it, you know, the need for it. Oh, absolutely. And just as simple as even adjusting your payment plans or adjusting your scholarship options or creating a lower ticket offer that people can invest in because the pandemic's happening. So simple, even little things like that, but you can tweak because of what's going on around you. Um, that's super important. You're so right. Love that. All right. So I would love to give you the floor to let us know where we can find you and hang out with you and all the things that you want to share. I'd love you to do that right now. Hello, here I am. Okay. <laughs> you can find me at the virtual Rose, the virtual R-H-O-S-E. My name's Roosevelt with an H. My mom got a little creative. So you can find me there. My website's under construction, so she ain't ready yet. Um, but I actually, until the end of September, am offering 50 minutes for $50 with four different focuses that you can choose from. So either it be an audit or a pricing strategy, anything that we can map out in 15 minutes, only 50 bucks. I'm almost sold out, but I may be able to squeeze you in. So <laughs> let me know if you need me. I am here. DMs are clear and open. Yeah. Looking forward to talking and seeing you and meeting all of you. Yes, definitely go hang out with her. We did a feature Friday over on her page and that was so much fun. She asked me some questions that I did not like expect or see coming. And it was, it was so great. It was probably one of the best interviews that I had because we went there. Like we went in some places. <laughs> I didn't expect to go places, but she went. No, it was probably one of my most fun ones that I've done too, Feature Friday Way. So check out Aubrey's. It was two weeks ago. She's still on my feed. Whatever will be on my feed. Check her still out. hanging out there. Well, thank you again for coming on and sharing so much with my audience today. Thanks for having me, girl. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.